0: Go! These chummy little morsels are more than just shark bait. Hoo ha ha! Somewhere beyond the sea, we found these thirteen unforgettable things that you probably didn't know about Finding Nemo. Shark bait. Hoo ha ha! Number thirteen. Pixar's characters are often planned years in advance. Nemo first appeared as a stuffed toy on a couch in Boo's room in Monsters Inc. This movie introduces the main characters of post-2003 Pixar films. A boy in the dentist's office is reading a Mr. Incredible comic book anticipating the Incredibles. Luigi the car is driving by the dentist's office, anticipating cars. Number 12. Andrew Stanton pitched his idea and story to Pixar head John Lasseter in an hour long session, using elaborate visual aids and character voices. At the end of it, an exhausted Stanton asked Lasseter what he thought, to which Lasseter replied, you had me at fish. Number 11. The great white shark's name in the movie was Bruce. Name's Bruce. (laughs) Bruce was the nickname given to the models used for the shark in the original Jaws, named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer, Bruce M. Reimer. Number 10. There you go. Pixar developed a very realistic look of the surface water, but had to make it look more fake so people wouldn't think it was real footage of the ocean surface. Number 9. Director Andrew Stanton did the voice of Crush the Sea Turtle. Stanton never intended to do the voice of Crush, only providing the voice for the film's rough cut. But when it proved popular in test screenings, he decided to do it for the final film. Stanton recorded all of Crush's dialogue lying on his couch in his office. Number eight. The look and feel of the underwater world was essential to the film's success. To that end, the production crew were all exposed to visits to aquariums, diving stints in Monterey and Hawaii, study sessions in front of Pixar's own 25-gallon fish tank, and even a series of in-house lectures from an ichthyologist. Number seven. As of September 2015, Finding Nemo is the best-selling DVD of all time in the world, with 41 million copies sold. Number six. In order for it to sound like Nigel had Marlin and Dory in his mouth, voice actor Jeffrey Rush held onto his tongue as he said his lines. Number five. Rendering a frame at a resolution of 1600 by 900, which lasts at about 1 of a second in the film, could take up to four days because of the complexity of the underwater environment, with sunlight coming through the water and hitting fish scales. Number four. For the jellyfish sequence, Pixar's ocean unit created an entire new system of shading which they call transblurancy. See-through but blurred, much like a frosted bathroom window. Number three. Crush's son Squirt is voiced by Nicholas Bird, the young son of fellow Pixar director Brad Bird. Director Andrew Stanton was inspired to cast Nicholas when Brad was showing home movies around the Pixar offices. Number two. Demand for tropical fish exploded right after the film's release, especially for clownfish and blue tang. Many new pet buyers had no idea how to take care of their pets and ended up killing them. The rise in demand took fish importers by surprise, and the population of clownfish dropped by 75% in some areas. Some released their venomous fish into the ocean, ruining Florida's ecological balance. Others flushed fish down the toilet to free them, and these fish died before even reaching the sewers. Number one. According to the DVD extras, Albert Brooks spent an entire day in the recording studio improvising badly mangled versions of the anemone joke. No two tellings were fumbled in the same way. He had the recording technicians in stitches for the duration. And that is the 13 things that you probably didn't know about Disney Pixar's Finding Nemo. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell us what we should do next for the 13 things. Spoiler alert, they find him. And then in turn, they find themselves. (laughs)